Welcome to another episode of It's All in the Numbers. Today, I'm going to talk to you about and giving parents, actually, an opportunity to find out some great ideas to use at home or in the car that you can help your kids to learn a little math and have a little fun with it as well. So I'm going to give you some suggestions of some things you can do. And whether you are just at home or whether you are maybe traveling, you know, with our holidays are coming up, some people might be traveling to other states via car, and it'll give you an opportunity to get your kids off of the technology and maybe just talk a little bit and, and do, some, do some mental math. And that's what we're going to talk about today is some great ideas that'll help you engage with your kids, get get involved with your kids as well. And so to kick it off, the first thing I'd like to talk about is money. Obviously, money is something that we all have to deal with on a daily basis. And it's true, kids don't always have a concept of how much things are or, or how much parents make, things like that. What they do know is, though, that they want money to be able to buy things. And some of, many of them will save coins or save their money. Maybe they get they get an allowance. Hopefully you're giving your kids some type of uh, allowance for the work they're doing around the house, not just giving them money. But one of the best things you can do, which will really help the kids to learn some math and be successful in math is get into their piggy bank or if you just have a stack of coins laying around or a jar full of coins, take those coins out and get them to count those coins. Figure out how much there is. See if they can set up a an easier system for counting. Let's say they all count the, all the dimes first. Those are 10, 20, 30, 40. Real easy to count by 10s helps the kids to learn to count by tens, gets them to to figure out other ways to count besides by ones. And then you've got nickels, which are counting by fives. So that's a great way to get them to also count by fives. So let's say you had four dimes, three nickels, and four pennies. You would go um, 10, 20, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, and then the 54. So you'd have 54 cents. And if you count it that way by organizing them, and what if you had quarters? Well, now I would count by 25s. And this is a great way to teach the kids to count by 25s. Yes, it's something we will do here at Mathnasium. We have pages and pages of teaching them to the value of coins and getting them to figure out how much there is. This is a great opportunity for you as parents to enforce that at home or reinforce that at home as well by getting them to to count those values of the coins and what they have in their in their pockets. Another great thing to be able to do at home is um, doing some time and learning to tell time. If you've got the younger kids, yeah, they can all go and look at a digital clock and tell you what time it is. Oh, it's 3.42. But they, 
that really doesn't give them the concept of what that really means. So the best thing to do is get those analog clocks out, ones with the short hand and the long hands, and get them to start learning the time there and the increments of that time is based on 60 minutes. There's 60 minutes in an hour and 60 seconds in a minute. And then you can get into talking about quarter after, half past, quarter two. Start talking about fractions. It really gets the kids engaged in thinking about fractions at a very early age. They can start to to look at that. It is a great opportunity for to learn a little bit about fractions. And then you can also start breaking down even each increment, like from 12 to 1, is 5. 1 to 2 is another 5. So those are 5-minute increments in there. And, of course, there are tick marks usually that will indicate each individual one. But it helps them understand the time. Pull out those analog clocks. Get them to be able to read an analog clock and be and start to be able to tell not just the, when it's uh, 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock or, or 3.30 or 4.30, but talk about the fact that then you've got increments of 5, you've got fractions, quarters, halves. So you can, you can get into that and you can even start to expand that once they really start to learn you can break it up into thirds and do 20-minute intervals and things like that. So then when you're telling your kids in time, well, I will will be leaving in 20 minutes, they will have a feel for what that means. Or they will be able to tell you what quarter after, quarter two, or quarter tell will, will mean. So really, this is... Great stuff that they can do at home. Great stuff you can help with them and engage with them among among that as well. Um, another thing you can do at home, and this is a great one to really spend some time with your kids as well um, and, and get them away from TV or any type of technology, but it's baking, or recipes, or even cooking. Every recipe calls for things like cups, ounces, tablespoons, teaspoons. In fact, I watched my own kids the other day. They were making something, and my daughter was, my son, who's 14, was helping my older daughter, who's 20, bake something and um, he he was using tablespoons and teaspoons and he knew the difference of that which was great but it's a great opportunity for the kids to to work together as well little teamwork they can all take a task and figure that out measure things out it's a great way for them to learn the measuring differences in in what is available and what's not available and how, how they can figure out how many 
tablespoons and teaspoons there are in in a cup or in a pint and how many ounces there are in each of those and you know look at some of the measuring things that then will also be in the fridge in your refrigerator you've got your gallons you've got your half gallons you might have a quart of ice cream in the freezer maybe you've got a a pint of cream you know whatever it is and also think about butter and how butter is cut up into into those um, different segments and what each of those segments mean and then, and then if you've got if you've got a full pound of butter <coughs> excuse me you can break that pound of butter up as well into those increments and it'll also help you make something baking cookies or baking a cake getting something delicious for the family to eat and they will feel the pride that they help make that as well what a great opportunity for you to bond with your kids with with doing that so those are three things you can do right at home counting coins telling time and baking within recipes and learning to break up all those measurements that are in in baking I'm going to give you a few, a couple more here that you can use when you are traveling or even prior to traveling. Let's say you are traveling during this, uh, during maybe Thanksgiving or during your Christmas break. You are going to be taking a trip and driving. And maybe you don't want your kids on their, on a tablet or watching something the whole time. You can engage them in some activities that will help them to become involved in the in the trip as well as learning some math. One of the things you can do is, if you are taking a trip prior to the trip, get them to think about, okay, where are we going? Let's take a look at a map. What's the distance of that? And maybe they can get into looking at the ratios that are on that map and the and the true distance. You know, a lot of a lot of maps have on their legends, which will tell you, say, half an inch equals two miles or something like that. And they then you can tell that if you've got four inches, how far is that? How many miles is that? And so they're able to then tell and make that conversion with those ratios and be able to do that. They could also map out the where you're going so you could if you're planning a trip and you want to make a few stops they could look at that and figure out the distance and also figure out the time you could also get them to figure out how much it's going to cost depending on the age level of your of your child but they could maybe they'll get really involved in in figuring that out and saying okay well if gas is three dollars and 20 cents a gallon and we and we get 25 miles to the gallon and we have to go 400 miles on this trip how much money is that going to cost us in gas so that's a great way to get them to have an active role in the planning of the trip as well 
And then if you're taking side trips or things like that or stopping in some place, what are they going to do? So then once you are in the car and taking this trip, they could be the navigator. Yeah, we've got the GPS, but you know, I remember when I was a kid, it was fun to take that map out and look at that map and say, oh, here we're going. It's going to be, we're almost to this next town. And, and that there was something fun about looking at the map and, and determining how close or how far you were to the next stop, as opposed to just the GPS that tells you, oh, travel on this road for the next 18 miles. Okay, but that doesn't tell us what's coming up next. So it's kind of fun to be able to see that. And so if you can, get a hold of maps and get them involved in maybe being your navigator, maybe taking a look at where we're going and, and how far they're going and then how far we've been. And they can start doing some calculations of the miles and saying, okay, well, if, if we're supposed to go 400 miles and we've gone 150 miles, how many more miles do we have left to go? So get creative with that and get them engaged in thinking about that and saying, okay, if that 150 miles really took us took us three hours, we didn't go 60 miles an hour. We actually averaged 50 miles an hour. So if that's the case, how long is it going to take us to get to the next the next thing if if we're averaging 50 miles an hour you know because obviously if you stop that's going to cut into it yeah you can say well if we travel at 65 miles an hour the whole way it's going to take us this long but you've got some factors in there maybe you have to stop and go to the bathroom you have to stop and get something to eat or drink um, maybe there was some road construction that slowed the traffic down so all sorts of things. So it gets them to actively be involved in the in the trip and gets them to learn a little bit of math as well. Now the last one is one that I've done and instituted with my kids as well. And it's a fun one that you can do and there's a lot of multiple types of things that you can do with it. So as you're traveling, you can look at license plates. And one thing we've done, and this isn't really math related, but we've... Depending on how far you're traveling, if you're traveling like across many states, you could you could start to track the different license, the different state license plates you find, and how many of each of those you you see. Uh, it, it's great to see the different types of license plates as well, and then you start to recognize them. Oh, that one's Michigan. Oh, that one's Arizona. You know, you can get pretty excited about seeing that and the kids get excited because they'll go oh yeah I know what this one is and, and and then maybe you'll find an unusual one maybe you'll find one from Alaska and you go wow that's a long way how did they get down here especially if you're here in the continental United States now if you ever see one from Hawaii and you're in the continental United States that's pretty amazing but anyway so that's one thing you can do with license plates but the other thing you can do from a math perspective is there's always numbers on license plates. You can get them to... Um, I've done it where I've said, okay, this license plate right here, right in front of us, this car in front of us, take those numbers and add them up. You know, depending on the age of your kid, maybe you just want them to add up. Maybe they're little, they'll be able to add up a, 
a five, an eight, and a two. And then, you know, the old, you get the um, upper grade school kids, you might want them to multiply, multiply those numbers together. I've done it where I've said, add them together, multiply them together, and then divide those two numbers. And do that all in your head. Or subtract those two numbers. And do that all in all in their head to see what number they come up with. And then maybe they keep score. Maybe one, you alternate. Each kid gets a different license plate. And they can keep score. And whatever, whatever it adds up to, that's the points they get. And whoever got the most points at the end of, say, 40 miles gets, you know, hey, you get you get a prize. You know, at the, you know, get a bonus or something. Give them a, a dollar or something. So, you've got some opportunities there with license plates. Another thing we've done is another thing that's not math related, but it's, it's a fun one to do with license plates is you take the letters and you say, come up with a phrase that each word starts with each letter of the license plate. So if your license plate is A A L B, maybe you do something that um, you you come up with some phrase like Alex lives beautifully, something like that. And so you come up with a little phrase and see see if you can come up with some some phrases. It, it, it gets the kids actively involved, gets you actively talking to them. It's It'll take the time. You'll go much faster to your destination and you won't have the kids poking at each other or, oh, I'm bored, I'm bored. Get them to do some active items. Uh, you know, and, and different states have different things on their license plates. So, you know, some of them have different slogans. You can write down those slogans and start learning some of the state slogans. You could even get into geography type of things and start thinking about the miles. So let's say you are, you know, I'm, I'm here in Minnesota. And so let's say I'm in Minnesota and we're traveling. We see a license plate for, for California. We go, wow. That, those people are a long ways. How far do you suppose it is from here to California? And it gets the kids back on that mileage, thinking about mileage. And maybe they can look that up and say, how far is it? You know, and look look that up and say, oh, it, it's this far. And then say, okay, so if, you, if, if we were to go to California, what would the capital of California be? And... What are some other cities you know of in California? And start thinking about geography and getting geography involved as well. I know this is a math program, but there's so much you can do when you're traveling uh, from a math perspective, an English perspective, as well as geography and types of things. And the kids just learn various things. You get that mileage in there. You can get geography by learning capitals, how distance states are. You can learn different parts of the states and different things like that. So I really hope that you've enjoyed this little presentation today on various things you can do at home. I hope you will look for my next podcast, which I don't know yet what I'll do. But 
it will be some math related or education related type of aspect and so be looking for that and remember I am the center director at the Mathnasium of Blaine here in Minnesota and also run the Mathnasium of Andover and so if you are looking for a way to get your kids even additional math help not just what we talked about today that you can do at home but outside of the house and outside of the school and want to get that extra help, you can look us up. Look up Mathnasium, and there are plenty throughout the country, all over the place. And, you know, if you mention that you heard about Mathnasium on this podcast, that'd be great. Maybe even uh, give you a a $50 discount on your assessment if you mention this podcast. Uh, we will talk to you later, and we'll look for look for you on the road or at home, teaching your kids more about great math things that you can do. Thank you very much. <laughs>